in just about six hours the World Cup starts. The moment we've been waiting for for so long. Can you believe it? I'm so very excited. So today I'm going to preview the group stages and I'm going to focus on the Dutch, of course. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast? Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women podcast. World Cup edition. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet again another episode of that Arsenal Women podcast, a.k.a. the podcast that won't die, my friends. I have not been, I have not been posting on YouTube and I need to give you all an explanation why. I basically quit YouTube after only four shows. I decided that that is not the format that is correct for me because I'm not able to produce the high quality content that I feel that you all deserve. I think I've been doing uh, a, somewhat of an okay job, but it takes so long to do the things that I do, even at the level that I do them on, or I do them on, it, at, whatever the word is. Um, and, and I kind of struggle with, with that quality, and I really want it to be better and better and better. But again, that is something that I'm going to go over in the next few days. I haven't posted for a few weeks, and I'm going to just basically post a few things that I have discussed on my blog. So a quick reminder, every single day I write an article or a blog post, really not an article. I'm not a professional writer on that arsenalwomenblog.com. So every day I have been writing and I have found that that format is obviously easier to, uh, you know, get my thoughts across in a way, but it, at the same time, it lacks, it lacks context. So even though it's really fun to write every day, I am missing that, you know, explaining things better. I think a lot of times things might get misinterpreted or, or some of my criticism for player X uh, might be seen as, as something that it's more rude than it really is. So anyway, I'm going to address all that stuff. But today, what I'm here to do is to celebrate the Women's World Cup. My friends, I'm so very excited. And what I'm going to do today is tell you why I'm excited and to preview only the group stages. I'm not going to go over, you know, the entire situation. I'm not going to go over every single, you know, permutation as far as like the final is concerned. So I'm going to go basically only group by group really, really, really quickly who I know, what I expect, and so on and so forth. But I cannot talk about the Women's World Cup without talking about last year's World Cup, or excuse me, the previous World Cup in 2019, which made me fall in love with the women's sport in general. I fell in love watching Daniela van der Donk and Jill Roard and Dominique Janssen, uh, Van Fenendal, you name it, and all the players that played for Arsenal at the time. And it was oh, obviously Viviana Miedema. So obviously I became uh, uh, much more of an Arsenal fan in general. So that was a, a very beautiful thing. And it got me into then getting into Arsenal and eventually what I'm doing now, which is basically being obsessed with with the women's sport, with Arsenal, and of course, all things the Netherlands. So I owe it to them to mention it, and I owe it to you to, to sort of, I wouldn't say it's full circle, but it's definitely like part of the cycle where I'm at, sort of the moment where it, it all began, began in a way, in, in a way, and it's going forward now. So... That's something that I kind of wanted to get off my chest. 
as it relates to the group stages, here we go. I'm going to take a little sip of water because I this is precisely the low production situation that needs to be talked about. Because I'm going to be talking a lot really quickly because I'm also in a little bit of a rush. I'm about to go watch my favorite band, Haim, perform my favorite album, Days Are Gone, in a special show here in L.A., so I don't have a lot of time. So, Group A, New Zealand, Norway, Philippines, and Switzerland. Host nations always have this aura about them, but because I know nothing about New Zealand, I don't really have a comment to make about them. Honestly, and by the way, the great podcast and YouTube channel, Vic Acres Wonderland, did an extensive preview on every single one of these groups. So if you want stats, if you want player analysis, if you want really good predictions and so on and so forth, I don't know what really good predictions means, but you know what I'm saying. Go over to their channel, Adam, Lottie, and Matt. They're awesome. Check them out. So anyway, Group A, New Zealand, Norway, Philippines, and Switzerland. I don't know much about New Zealand, uh, to be completely honest with you. So a lot of these predictions or, or things that I figure will happen are come from ignorance and nothing educated per se. Norway are absolutely stacked. It's unbelievable. The, the, the Their squad is just insane. You know what I mean? And I don't even know much about, like, their defenders, to be completely honest with you, aside from Mielda, if that's how you even pronounce her name, the Chelsea Chelsea defender. But, I mean, their midfield is insane, and their their forward line is out of control. With Guru Raiten, you have, obviously, Ara Stolmo, Hegerberg, and who else am I... Who am I missing? Oh, duh. Caroline Hansen. I mean, uh, Caroline Graham Hansen. Sorry. Like, she is unbelievable among the, among the best in the world. So I expect them to win the group. I expect Switzerland to finish, sec finish second, not only because of the Avalti, but just overall, they seem like a squad that has everything kind of together, uh, whatever that means. But to me, that's what it is. And also, because I don't know much about New Zealand and Philippines, it's easy for me to pick those two based on my Arsenal loyalty. Group B is very tricky because, and again, I don't know much about any of this, my friend. So obviously, I apologize in advance. And also, if you're kind of new to the, the women's sport, this might be a good starting point for you. Australia, you can't go wrong with Sam Kerr and obviously our beautiful players that we love so much, Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford, Arsenal players. We want them to do great. You also have Canada, historically has been really good, uh, really, really good players. But you have Ireland. I don't know anything about Nigeria, by the way. I apologize. But Ireland with Katie McCabe, Denise O'Sullivan, uh, Rusha Littlejohn. I'm so, 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 so looking forward to this match tonight. I really can't wait. And I'm actually going to predict a little bit of a... Uh, an upset, I can see a 2-2 draw in this first opening match. So as far as who wins a group stage, I would still think that Australia wins a group stage. And I'm going to say that Ireland get out of the group into the round of 16s. Group C, Costa Rica, or how they say Costa Rica, Japan, Spain, and Zambia. I like Banda a lot. And I know nothing about Costa Rica. Japan historically has been a solid team. And of course, Spain... I would assume they are top of the group, and I'm going to go ahead and say that Japan are going to finish second. Group D, China, Denmark, England, and Haiti. Again, a lot of this has to do with ignorance, but I would assume England and Denmark are going to go um, 
my guess is that they're going to both go through obviously and they're going to have equal points but i think england will take it for on, on goal different goal difference i have a feeling that either against haiti or china like rachel daly is going to score like i don't know like five goals or four goals or something like that and that'll be enough to get them in in you know top of the that group now group e the group that i care the most about not because there's usa there but because the netherlands are there and that is a whole different podcast as far as where my allegiances lie. But as a Venezuelan-American citizen, my heart will always be with the Dutch. So I actually believe that the U.S. is not going to do as well as everybody predicts. Uh, I just think that their time is sort of done and there are so many people that have caught up to them. And I actually had filled out a little situation, a little predictor, where I had them not progressing to the next group stages. Uh, I hope and I wish that the Netherlands are going to beat them. Of course, I think they're going to beat Vietnam, but I have a feeling that they're going to lose against Portugal and against the Dutch. That's what I would kind of kind of envision because I think that a lot of their young players might be um, underestimating Portugal specifically. And they have phenomenal players. And I think it will be a really, really, really interesting match in general, or, or that whole group to me is sort of like the group of death, if you can call it that. Second, maybe, or tied with group F, which would be Brazil, France, Jamaica, and let me go, let me think who else, in Panama, if I'm not mistaken, Panama, okay? Jamaica obviously has Bunny Shaw, one of the best forwards on the planet, an absolute terrorizing forward it's going to be incredible to watch her play in such a big stage i think she scored over 30 goals for man city or something this last season it was just absurd but i think brazil and france could maybe win the whole thing right so this is this is a group where i can see them going all the way by the way i think that the dutch can win the whole entire thing uh, and i wrote a little blog about that but i think brazil and france qualify out of that group in that order Jamaica a close third, and Panama, I don't expect them to really get any points. Again, because of my ignorance. Group G, Argentina, Italy, South Africa, and Sweden. Of course, Sweden with Lena Hertig, and of course with Stina Blackstenius, and our very new acquisition to Arsenal, uh, Amanda Illestead, that I'm very excited to see because I don't know much about her. But, you know, that team is absolutely stacked, right? You have Ericsson from Chelsea. You have Frida Rolfo. Um, who else? Let me look at the squad, actually, because I don't want to miss anything. You have Angeldahl. You have Blomquist. I mean, it's unbelievable, the the team that they have. And I expect them to do incredibly well. And, and Sweden has one of my favorite players. Uh, what I uh, I think she's a, a number 10, really. She plays in sort of different positions, but Aslani is unbelievable. So I would love to see her do well in this competition. So I'm expecting Sweden to definitely top that group. And because I don't know much about South Africa, Italy, or Argentina, I'm going to go with my Latino side, and I'm going to say that Argentina are going to make it. Thanks to um, that uh, inspiration of the, the men's side winning the World Cup and that whole thing. I think it's sort of romantic and beautiful. Last but not least, Group G, Colombia, Germany, Morocco, and South Korea. To me, obviously, Germany is a clear favorite. A lot of people are, 
have uh, have been saying how they are going to win the whole thing. I don't necessarily subscribe to that thought, but definitely uh, Germany is the only team that I know anything about really in 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 this squad. I don't know anything at all about Colombia. I don't know anything about Morocco, to be completely honest with you. And as far as Korea, I only know like Cho now that I'm looking at it because she plays for Tottenham and I've seen her play, but um, that's about it. I don't I don't know any other player. And again, this is all sort of like, you got to take all of this with a grain of salt because I, I'm not an expert. I've never claimed to be an expert and it's not something that I would sort of, a hill that I would be willing to die on uh, as far as like my knowledge of international women's sport. I know what I like. I know that I love um, the players that I love and I support the players that I support. And I just, I'm excited about the growth of this. And I'm excited about this being the biggest, most watched, most televised, most consumed, most supported uh, women's World Cup in history. And uh, a family member just sent me a post from the Female Athlete Project, which is an account that I absolutely love. But a journalist wrote, uh, her name is Caroline Fitzgerald. She said that the Australian women's national football team has sold more jerseys ahead of the 2023 Women's World Cup than the men's team sold both during and since the 2022 Men's World Cup. And she finishes by saying, this is what can happen when the unmet demand for women's sport is met. I absolutely love that. I think it's incredible. I think it's genius uh, as far as, as the situation. Not that it's smart, you know what I mean? But but everything about it is incredible. I absolutely love it. I'm here for it. It's mere six hours away. I cannot believe it. So what I expect the next sort of month or so as far as this podcast to, to sort of finish in, in a bit of a selfish uh, notion. I'm going to go over a few of the things that I have discussed in blog form in case you haven't read it that I feel are important enough to sort of communicate in this situation, aka this podcast. I will address why I am not doing the World Cup, excuse me, the uh, YouTube channels anymore. Uh, and I will get into more details as far as things that I've discussed, like I said, on the podcast, as far as the sexual sexualization of some players that uh, you can start feeling basically creep in uh, with a World Cup and, and the sort of predictive and predictive predictable post about like, you know, somebody posting a picture of a somebody that they consider attractive and they say like, you know, I guess I'm a women's football fan now, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to talk about, or I, I will talk about that. I should say, I'm, I'm, I'm mad that I need to talk about it, but I need to talk about that as well. Uh, and as far as um, Arsenal per se, I will talk about probably tomorrow. Um, as far as which Arsenal players I think will shine during the World Cup, I will give you a hint that even though I love Katie McCabe and I love Caitlin Ford and Steph Catley and so on, to me it's. Leah Valti, and we're only a couple of days away from seeing that. So anyway, thank you as always. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your support. Thank you for sticking by me in my uh, changes of um, thoughts and ideas and plans, but the commitment remains the same. I am here to shed light and shed love and bring a different perspective from a musician standpoint. 
before I go, if you happen to be hearing this in the city of Los Angeles, that's incredibly hot right now and it sucks. However, if you're here in LA, know that this Sunday at the world famous or infamous Fox and Hounds pub in Studio City on Ventura and Vineland, you will be able to watch Sophie Nicolau, Magic Mike from Gunners vs. Cancer, and everybody at Arsenal, MK from Arsenal LA, Taylor from Arsenal Los Angeles, and myself, I will be uh, taking part in, on a panel speaking about Arsenal women. I cannot wait, and I'm so excited and honored that I was able, or that I, was, that I got invited to do this. It's, it's a true privilege. So, Thank you again for tuning in. I appreciate all of you, and I hope you enjoy this magnificent World Cup that promises to be the best one yet.